Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Let's look together again, if you will, to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah the 30th chapter and verse 21. When you get there, say amen. If you're going uh, uh, there, go there quickly and look at Isaiah and um, chapter 30, please. And verse 21, Isaiah 30 and 21. When you get there, say amen. Amen. We're going to read it together. We're going to read it together. Isaiah 30 and 21. Ready? Go. That's, that's enough. Notice now in our teaching, because I want to welcome you to the International Miracle Institute, Miracle School of the Prophet. I'm teaching on session 10. Uh, this is the way. Walk in and, and we're talking about the frequency of God. And so he tells us, and your ears will hear a word behind you saying, or the word with you saying, these signs accompany them, this word accompanies us, and the word lives in us. The word is near us, in our heart, and in our mouth. And that's the word of faith which we declare. Hallelujah. And that is the great mystery among the Gentiles, according to the Apostle Paul. And St. Paul said, Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, teaching every man and, and warning every man that we may present every man or human beings perfect or mature, human being, uh, perfect or mature in Christ Jesus. And he said, whereunto I also labor according his working, There's some frequency going on, which worketh in me mightily, or one translation according to the original says, according to his superhuman energy, which so mightily enkindled itself within me with power. Glory be to God forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you get enough chapter and verse on that one? And you still got traction? Say, I got traction. I got traction. Say, I got gravity. Isn't that right? Yes. And so notice this. He, he tells us um, the word is near you. Speaking to the, the body of Christ through the apostle Paul. Even in your heart and in your mouth. The word is not who's going to bring Christ down. The word is not who's going to bring Christ up. The word is near you in your heart and in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. And the mystery among the Gentiles is... Shout it. Shout it again. And 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 who's Christ? In the beginning was and the word was and the word was and the word became flesh. 
right? So this is the way. The word is no longer behind me being spoken by an angel or behind me being given to me or handed to me in the form of a, of a captain that is driving the ship of my life. But according to God, the finished work of Christ and the outpouring of the almighty Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody shout. According to God, the word is near you, in your heart, and in your mouth. Glory be to God. Christ in you, whom we preach. Glory be to God forever. And so this is the way. Walk ye in it is the affirmative um, benediction and green light of approval. Somebody say green light. light. That means God saying go. That doesn't mean any agenda or any any rhetoric that means that means God said go hallelujah Hallelujah. praise the Lord forever so his his spirit bears witness with whom our spirit spirit, that we're sons of God or children of God isn't that right so you can see here this is the way walk ye in it is the affirmative yea of God regarding any direction that I need to take in life And when I get yes from God, it doesn't matter who says no. When I'm gonna stop. When you get a yes from God, it shouldn't matter who says yo. When persecution arises for the word's sake, the word you're believing, it doesn't matter who says no. It doesn't matter who tries to silence the voice of the word in your life. The word should speak. This is the way. Is there anybody here ready to run like you've never run in your life? Ready to praise God like you've never praised before? And see his results. My God. My, 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 my. Glory, 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 glory. Mm. It doesn't matter who says no. So your persecution, opposition, and resistance that you meet up with. Rise up because of what? The word's sake. Do you get a prophecy? Somebody rises up to say that's not the truth. It's the one that was quiet all along. The devil is quiet. He's wordless. Unless he hears what God's going to do. When he hears what God's going to do, he's got a word. He'll come to you and say, Hath God said. And if you're not the kind of believer that I believe you are. You're running around trying to find some kind of a counselor or a life coach to say yes to the things God said in your life. And when God said it, that should settle in the life of believers. We should hang around believers that are at the table. Are you getting anything out of that? So the affirmative of God, the yea of God regarding his will... His will that is revealed to us. His will, the affirmative of God or the affirmation of God and the yes of God over our life when we respond in actions of obedience to heaven. Am I being clear enough? I'm spelling out this morning. The, The blessing of God In the form of demonstration and action in your life is proof 
that he that is with you is greater than he that is in the world. I'm going to say that again. I said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I said greater is he that is in you. I said greater is he that is in you. Glory. Than he that is in the world. So the enemy of God is not all-knowing. The enemies of God are not omnipresent. They're not everywhere. And the enemies of God are not omnipotent or almighty. The enemies of God do not deserve more of our respect than God does. Do you love me today? Yes. Do you believe I'm trying to help you? Yes. Well, fallacy and fantasy and fiction does not prepare you for an invasion of the finish line that's got dignity in it and the victory of Christ written all over it. What prepares you for that is sound doctrine, the apostles' doctrine of the word of the living God so that we can know how to pray in the spirit, pray with the understanding also, how to predict, how to decree, how to prophesy, how to put a yea and amen on the promises of God, knowing, knowing that the victor himself lives on the inside of us. Isn't that right? Knowing that, knowing that, knowing that, knowing that. That's why I wanted to touch on that. I hope I'm helping you. I wanted to touch on that today because, because his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, if I'm not careful and if you're not careful, you'll fall into the narrative of unbelief. And the narrative of unbelief will actually not say it outright, but it'll imply it. How many would like to know the type of thought that is not proper? Would you like to know that? Well, it's not proper to wrongly anticipate the return of Christ. And, and, And so I cannot put off something Christ paid for (laughs) and supplied in full for the now. I can't. Do you understand? How many know if the Lord paid in full and supplied it in the now? It would be wrong for me to put it off till, till some indefinite day in the future. But I can do that if, if I was disingenuous, I could do that without you knowing. I could just say, well, we can't wait till the Lord comes back. Things will be different when the Lord's come back. The Lord come back. Well, even the devils know that. The devil's entire um, booking coordinator is running around scheduling everywhere at the same time. Because he knows he has but a short time. How's the devil know he has a short time? Well, he has seen himself get whooped under the ministry of Jesus. He has seen himself get demolished under the ministry of the apostles. He's seen himself get beaten under the first century, second century, third century, fourth century, fifth century Christianity. Oh, I hear a shout in this house. And he has seen... The enemy has seen and heard the predictions 
of God prophetically through his people. He has seen ordination in the Antiochian church when apostles and teachers or prophets and teachers rather were in the Antiochian church and then the Holy Ghost said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul. Am I going too much? You following? If you're tracking, lift your right hand and say yes. Yes. Say it long-winded. That's good. And so the Holy Ghost said, and then they brought together in the presbytery, laid hands uh, after prayer and fasting on. And so the enemy saw the imposition of hands and the ordination into a higher release from the body of Christ. He had seen how these things operate. He has seen them under also the dateless past covenants of Noah and then later on the covenants of Abraham. To Isaac and to Jacob and to Joseph ETC. Isn't that right? So the information in the camp of the enemy is limited. He's got earthly wisdom. He's got sensual wisdom. And he's got devilish wisdom. So it's secondhand. He doesn't understand the mystery of the resurrection. He does not understand the mystery of the outpouring. And he does not understand... Christ sharing his own nature with his believers, sons and daughters of God. He said, I'm going to get a hold of you the way you are, but I'm not going to keep you the way you are. My, 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 my. So I'm going to be in your life what I've been in my ministry. I can't be anything other than who I am, the Lord said. The word of God says I'm always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the scripture said, Jesus Christ the same today as he was yesterday. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Meaning that today he's as good as he's ever going to be for. Forever. Forever. And say, well, well, Dr. Arfush, don't you believe it's going to be better when the Lord returns? Never mind what I believe. Certainly being in the physical presence of Almighty God is going to be better than being in His spiritual presence. But I'm talking about your faith active. Not going by what you don't see. Not allowing this age to block you from infinity, which you've already been plugged in. I feel power. Is there anybody that can run in this place? Anybody that can run in this house? Anybody that... Praise the Lord in this place. My God. My God. My God. Glory. So part of spiritual warfare is understanding the enemy is defeated and then put him or calling him to task on the things he's been defeated in. Because every one of those things have been reversed from a liability to an asset by our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, <laughs> the redeemer. Somebody lift your hands and give God a long yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Is that kind of explaining what I said? Because I say some big words and then I have to spell it out. But that's what, what you get for asking for chapter and verse. You're glad about that? And so he tells us, if I could go ahead, he tells us to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places or high places might be made known by the church. Hit somebody and say, that's me. Hit somebody else and say, that's us. Might be made known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. What What wisdom? What wisdom? Well, the wisdom of God that has made this his tabernacle and this his house. So he lives here in our heart and in our mouth. He lives here. So he doesn't have to return to be here. He, he's here right now. He didn't have to get us to the shore to prove he was out on the water. He said, you cast the net in. I'm getting you ready for the greatest harvest of souls that the world's ever been promised. And we threw that net in and we got that great catch of fish which you could find taught about regarding the whale uh, and, 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 and the numerous fish and great catch of fish, it, the frequency of fish. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the frequency of the contracts hitting your desk, the free frequency of the doors that God opens before you, the frequency of the blessing that overcome your goodness, the frequency of the help that God supplies. And so what we did is we caught that great catch and then, you know, uh, the apostle John, if you recall, he said, it's the Lord. And the apostle Kephas or Peter just, you know, jumped in the water, went straight to Jesus. You, got, you guys dragged this fish up here. <laughs> See, the point is when you get to the shore, how many, not, how many like the shore? Yeah. Come on, don't, don't be afraid to shout yes. Yeah. It's all good in God, isn't it? I got some intelligent people here. Well, I don't know if Doc is leaning more towards here and now. and uh, You know, whatever. It doesn't matter where Doc's leaning. Where the Lord is leaning. You have an empty ship? That's not why you bought a ship. You have an empty net? That's not why you bought a net. <laughs> I, I have a ship full of seven disciples that's not why I made disciples I didn't make you to go all night catching nothing cast the net in with a revelation of the time you're living in and you will find and when we got to the shore in the person of Peter or Kephas, there was fish and, and bread and, and coals. I mean, how did the Lord do it? 
And people still ask, what well, Dr. Fish do you think we'll eat when we get to heaven? Well, what will we eat? Anybody ask that question? Nobody's going to admit it. What are we going to eat? The answer to that is yes. Because our God is a feeder. And it's all good in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so there's food on the shore. And then he says, bring of the fish that you have caught. Notice what the Lord does in our life today is relevant to the shore. When we're on our way to meet the Lord, we don't meet him empty handed. Oh, I feel power in this place. Is anybody here got the power of God all over you? Well, you can run right now. 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 Run in the fire. Run in the power. Run in the praise. Run in the thanksgiving. Hey. Hey. You can run right now. You can run out of your inhibitions. You can run out of your fear. You can run out of your doubt. You can run into his faith. Run into his provision. His supply. Hey. Glory. 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 You getting anything out of the truth? So did you notice anyone can be non-truthful or wrong? How many understand we could be wrong based on not knowing any better. But if we know better and our doctrine does not line up with, with con continuation or continuum of the truth, we'll actually excuse our unbelief and we'll find chapter and verse to excuse our unbelief. That's not why you come to IMI. That's not why you sit under doctor and doctor. That's not why you sit under this ministry. You don't sit under this ministry to be told that there are excuses for our unbelief. None of us want to excuse anything that is substandard than what Christ is supplying. We want encouragement. We, we want rebuke. We want correction. We want instruction. So we can know how to adjust the things that may not be pleasing to God with the things that the Lord has given. So in that account we're talking about in John... The Lord appears, and we don't know it's the Lord, but there's a word that we're called to walk in. This is the way. The way to do what? To go ahead and put your actions together with heaven's frequency in agreement with 
and you shall find. You will be able to get, you'll be able to see witnesses of your confession convicted by your testimony. The days of Christianity are not over. The day of the believer is not behind them. The day for the promises of God is not far gone from you. I'm going to stop just like Zechariah said. I'm now old. See, he's put his prayers behind him. Gabriel said, um, your prayers are heard. He said, I'm, I'm an old man. He said, I'm Gabriel. And so we can say, well, he said he's coming back soon, 2,000 years ago. He said, I'm Jesus. By the way, the same one that said, I'm coming back, said, I will not leave. I want to stop. He said, I will not leave you. I will come to you. And then he said, I'll send you another comforter. Well, why, Lord? So that you can know that I may be bodily on the shore. But you're not exempt from the results of the shore. Out there where you are, my frequency, my presence, my power, my victory, and my results. Are right on your action. And so we caught that great catch of fish, 153 fish. And we brought it to the shore and Zacharias was told what to do for spiritual warfare. The frequency of God brought a, a tangible anointing on his lips. And Gabriel said, you will not speak un, un, until uh, John is born. Right? And he came out of there and his lips didn't work. You know, I know what it's like. I had a couple words like that yesterday. It's like you stall enough, you'll You'll glossolalia all over your lala. Isn't that right? But he came out of there and his lips wouldn't work. Well, for talking. For talking. But the Lord did a miracle. He answered his prayer. Well, 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 the Lord said he's coming back soon. Sure he is. And he came back through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that he said, I will send you another comforter. But he will not speak of himself. He came back that way to empower the church. Are you listening? I believe he's coming back bodily. But how many believe that it's unbiblical to think he's going to rescue the church when actually he's dropped us here to make an impact on the world? I can't put off his triumphant, irrefutable victory that he won at Calvary and put it in the second coming of Christ. I would be robbing him of a victory he has gained for me. He didn't need to go to the cross. He didn't need to be buried. And he didn't need to rise again in order to establish his kingdom. He did it for me. And he did it for you. Didn't he? So he empowered us through the agency of his spirit. So that we can invade this world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. I use the word invade. It means with the good news. It means to be a blessing to humanity. It's a different invasion. 
It's a post-victory invasion. It's a conqueror's right. And, and, and he, as, a, as the conqueror, deserves ambassadors that will tell the world that he won. And messengers that declare to the body of Christ, Hey, there's room at the table for you. Isn't that right? Do you have a minute? Let's read together just one portion of scripture there. In, in, uh, the phys- while you're standing on your feet. In the physician Luke. And his second treatise. And that is the Acts of the Apostles. And that's where the pre-denominational body of believers. Was born on the 50th day. In the form of 120. In Jerusalem. And then not, not long after. In, uh, in uh, Antioch. And um, we received this almighty visit of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, cross-denominationally. Scholars and, and theologians and, and uh, history students. And, and, and uh, apostolic church fathers who studied the writings of the, um, the early church. Understand that the birth of the church officially took place in the upper room. Although in allegory form and preparation form, the disciples were being marked and 500 were being touched. Right? So I guess they were marked in Christ and they were looked in the Holy Spirit. It's a little Harfush humor there. But we we were marked. We see ourselves in the Gospels, don't we? We, we see ourselves in the ministry of the Lord. We were marked. But then the official declaration to the entire uh, nation as well as the nations of the earth was in the coming of the Almighty Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where we were gathered. And there appeared to us cloven tongues like as the fire and set upon each of us. And we were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave us utterance. Glory be to God. And it was noised abroad and people came to find out what's going on at 9 o'clock in the morning. What are these people doing? What are these people declaring? What are these people saying? And then that inquisition brought about the opportunity for Peter to stand up and declare the sermon of the Lord and the gospel of God. And as he did, the result was we were pricked in our hearts, those that criticized the church. Amen. Pentecost has been criticized for 2,000 years. Even today, uh, modern Pentecostals would criticize early church. So you, you can't get that criticism out of Pentecost unless you have an apostolic leader to cleanse you properly and lead you into the things of God. Hallelujah. Because I'm not called to criticism. I'm called to affirmation. I'm called to divine co- correction, not criticism. I guess some people call it constructive criticism. That's all right if it's constructive. How many know if it's constructive, it's all right? Three, four people. I'm going to let you sit down in a minute, yeah, but you, you're the one acting like you're a, a marathon runner. 
You're the, you're the one acting like, oh yeah, oh yeah, when he comes back, I won't be ready. I won't be ready. I'm not going to drop out. I, I'm with him all the way. I, I, come on, somebody. If that's you, lift your hand and shout, yeah. Now let me see your hand if that's you. Wave at me. Constructive criticism. It means correction that builds you. Does that make sense? Correction that builds you. And so the apostle Peter stood up. And Reverend John, can you locate it? Just that, those verses in chapter 2, I believe, in the, uh, the gospel of uh, Acts. When he said, um, uh, you have taken with wicked hands, you have crucified. But God uh, raised them up. And he sat down and being at the right hand of God exalted. That verse. Being at the right hand of God exalted. Having received of the Father the gift of the Holy Ghost. Has shed on us. That which you now hear and see. How many believe it's on us? How many believe he the Holy Spirit is on us? And he the Holy Spirit has been poured out. By by the, the, the Father and the Son. Upon the body of believers. To prepare us in power. To visit this world with power all the way till the time when Christ returns. Yes. How many believe that? Yes. How many believe today? Today you have the same Pentecost that they had in the 50th day. How many believe today you have the same power? How many believe today Christ sent you the hope of glory? How many believe today greater is he that sent you than he that's in the world? Read it out loud Reverend John. Give me chapter and verse. Acts 2.22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, Mm. him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken... And by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, Mm. having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Mm. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also, my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption." Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. Freely speak now, Peter. That he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn an oath with him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, Whereof we all are witnesses. 
Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ." Read on. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. For the promise... For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And when they heard these things, and with many words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Amen. Amen. Hold the Bibles above your head. You're there? Yes. Up high. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Not human tradition. Not human tradition. Not subject to debate. Not subject to debate. He's alive. He's alive. God said. God said. I believe. I believe. And that settles it. And that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. We can do what he said we can do. And we have what he said we have. Today, under an open heaven. Learning about his frequency, his availability, his power, his presence, and his reliability. I believe fully that I will not leave the way I came. But what I receive today will revolutionize my life. And the revelation I have will Fill the ship of my life with the provisions of the gospel. Now, if you believe that, set the Bible down and give God the greatest shout of praise he's ever heard ascend out of planet Earth.
I love you. You may be seated. Thank you for sticking with us while we did that labor of love in the Lord. And we work together in God to go ahead and get back to those accounts we were talking about. Are you capable of having, as you already have in God, a, um, a, a, a um, um, strong and big attention span? You know, you got to remember that when the Lord deposited in his family is consistent with the people of God of yesteryear. How many understand that? Yes. You know, in other words, in years gone past when Christ personally, bodily, if, if you could call it that, or he's in, in his earthly ministry for greater purposes of clarity, Christ sometimes, as we know, ministered for three days. So, is, isn't that right? Yeah. So sometimes he actually ministered for hours. And he taught the word for hours. And ministered with, with parables and stories and analogy and allegories and, and scripture and doctrine, etc. So sitting under the ministry of the Lord in what is probably a primitive condition. Meaning that there were no things to write on available to you on your journey or whatever you took. Just what is necessary for your daily walk. Or for your week's travel, whatever the case might be. That's why after three days when we put the accounts together and the Lord is approached by his disciples, we tell them, hey, we have compassion on the multitudes because you know you're so heavenly minded, you're up in this frequency. <laughs> that you, you, you probably haven't taken into account or consideration that people are hungry and they're tired. Boy, we're tired. And, and we're with you all the way. We're with you all the We're behind you. Wow. We're behind you. But, but you got to understand that people are tired. The people are hungry. We have compassion on them. We'd like for you to dismiss them so they could go buy something to eat. And actually, that's a slim chance because, you know, the, the um, hungry and tired and tired and hungry. Isn't that right? That's a slim chance. You know, the villages are far away and getting food is kind of, you know, and the day is far spent. How'd you like that? word being behind you <laughs> dismiss the meeting enough frequency from heaven now we need some bread it's like we want it now So the point is that we made a choice as human beings to allow God to bring back into our recall everything that we heard coming from the rabbi's mouth and his life. So that God would bring back to remembrance what we need to. That's called an attention span. 
We couldn't snooze and then later on recall what, what we napped on. So you didn't look for the sleepy disciple in the class to ask him what did the Lord say afterwards. And somebody said, well, Dr. Arfush, you're not funny. Yeah, I know, but you are. Isn't it frustrating for the man of God not to work for you? So if we're going to have a long attention span, remember where we were earlier. So he said, cast the net in on the other side of the ship and you will find. Well, what do you mean, Lord? Well, I am here to connect heaven's will with my disciples' faith. When you know my heaven's will, which is now your heaven, glory be to God. You know the will. Then you know the word. You know the word. Then you feel and know the witness of the spirit. Regarding the direction you're taking in obedience to God. And you get that result. Even when bodily the Lord didn't walk out there. And go ahead and throw the net for us. But he stayed on the shore. Then you see the end time analogy in that account. And you see that we got our results way back in the ship. And when we rode to the shore or got to the shore and drug the, the net in. We could only count. And the Lord said, now bring ye of the fish that you have caught. Even though he had his own fish. And he said, bring what you have caught. So that tells us that the connection point of the bodily return of Christ. And also the church is not going to be an empty one. Neither are on his end in the form of heavenly provision. Nor our, our end in the form of gospel results. We're going to bring the two together. Glory be to God. How many are glad about that? Praise the Lord about it for a little bit. And the second thing, you still with me in that long, in, in that, what is it? It's an extent attention span. The reason I mentioned, would you like to know why I mentioned that? Because earlier I found myself quoting scripture right and left. People are always asking Dr. Arfush, well, where, give me chapter and verse. Well, did you snooze through the time I was quoting? So I'm just saying that because I quoted a ton of scripture today. And if our attention span doesn't cover that, and we don't know that what is being taught is the very word of God that we've heard quoted. We can't be less than human in our attention span. We got to grab the word of the living God. And allow him to declare in our life the proper things of God. And he puts that wisdom and that mind. Which is the mind of Christ in his church. How many here are part of his church? Well go ahead and lift your other hand up. And praise the Lord for receiving us. You following? Should I move on? So we, when we come to the shore in that account, we see that heavenly connection or that heavenly um, atmosphere or that heavenly uh, 
of frequency. That connection on the shore, we see that Christ did not need to put or reveal his actions to catch the fish. It's not revealed in the scripture. We don't know where that fish came from, how it was prepared, how it was cooked, and who did it all. Do we? So the Lord chose not to reveal that side of doing things, but he certainly revealed our side of doing things when we let God in on it. Somebody said the frequency of God is all over me, all over my home, all over my marriage, all over my life, all over my single life, all over my business, all over... Hey! Is that okay, Dr. Robin? We're doing all right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the Lord rose and began to appear to us, now we'll go We'll go through it. Can we go to the Acts chapter 2 in my quoting? All right. When he rose and appeared to us, how long did he appear to us, FCD? 40 days. For the space of 40 days. And then the Galilean disciples standing there, and you men of Galilee, the men dressed in white, said, Why look you up into the sky? The same Jesus will come back. As you see him go. So we know the bodily return of Christ is not subject to dispute. But he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem according as he has told you. So now what do we have from then till approximately from then till the 50th day? Approximately. Maybe we have seven. Maybe we have ten. Are you, are you following? Yes. Probably the 49th day, maybe, was the evening before. And the 50th day, which would be like a jubilee or whatever, was the, sun, the Sunday morning. But nonetheless, we got it down narrow to about a day or two in the Holy Scriptures. Now, some of you are hearing this for the first time. That's okay. If you qualify, if you're an IMI graduate and you could find out how to qualify through the team, and uh, for FCD, we can have a session together. If you're one of my extent board members or one of the, our national representatives and you're not yet a part of the 1,500 plus pastors and leaders that we help train in first century discipleship to take the world with the power of God. And I want to thank our partners and members and friends that have seeded an entire year's training curriculum into the foreign pastors that were invited here to learn the word of God in 421. Come on, let's give ourselves a hand and give the Lord a hand for the ability. Come on. If you're going to clap, clap in a Pentecostal fashion. Isn't that wonderful? So if you're hearing it for the first time, get on IMI, get on Militant Church, and then find out when you can Free up your schedule and be part of an upcoming FCD, which I'm so looking forward to our founders and, 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 uh, and FCD disciples of making this week. And there's a number that I'm believing God for in the form of turnout. And it's not new people uh, as much as it is founders and people that have begun this journey. And along the way, maybe you got distracted or talked out of what you've uh, invested in, which is you according to God. 
your description according to God. Can I slow down a little bit and talk to you? So when we go to the book of Acts and we're talking about a very strong attention span. So we go to the book of Acts and Reverend John, you, you did a great job reading that scripture uh, account of the apostle Peter. Now, we're in the upper room, aren't we? And, and so we've already done something regarding Judas and that is to go ahead and elect according to God's direction, God's frequency, God's connection. God's direction and God's connection with chosen Matthias to take his place. So that there wasn't 11, there was again a replenishing and there was 12. Because he, Judas, who fell from his bishopric by transgression was replaced. So that his bishopric was given to another, meaning that, um, that um, God is not eternally committed. Are you listening to me? And uh, he's not, he's not going to always strive with man. And so we see in the 11th chapter, 12 apostles. But we, we read a scripture that I don't want you to fly over. And it's this. And we are all witnesses. Did you read that? The apostle Kephas said, St. Peter said, and we are all witnesses. Talking about 120. So the 120 were witnesses out of the 500 that Paul will later on quote to the Corinthians that there were four, 500 plus that saw the Lord after he had bodily risen from the dead. So the 120, are you following? We are all witnesses. So these are witnesses. So that means we are in the 120, we are, humanity is, hit someone say, humans are. Humanity is privy to the school Christ conducted on planet earth for 40 days. And so then after he ascended and we saw him go up in a cloud of glory received him out of our sight. We're like, hold up. I know you said you'll send another comforter. I know you said it's better for me that you go away. And I know you said if you don't go away, the comforter will not come and all that. But can we recall that and bring you back down? Because our ministry, our life was anchored in his earthly ministry. And Christ had been preparing us through John 15, 16, 17 and the apostle John chapter past 17. He he says to you and I, I'm going to send you another comforter. He did not speak of himself. Uh, The world will not receive him because the world does not see him. Are you listening to me? And the world does not know him. But you know him. If you get tired of me quoting scripture, you're tired of God. How many are not tired of God? Jump up on your feet and give them. <laughs> glory. glory. Lift your hands, shout glory three times. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Amen. Now you may be, see, are you following the scenario here? So we're standing there like this. Because it was right after that. Ta-da! 
and the Lord, and we're like, we're, we're like in between the resurrection and the breakfast table. No, I don't, come back. Come back. Please come back. We've never seen the kingdom except in your ministry. Can you imagine having to have direction from an angel to go do what the Lord said? That's proof that the word's not behind you. He said, the, the angel said, oh, why are you standing up gazing into the sky? You know, we had an argument for that. What you talking about? Did you see what had just happened? We had an argument. We had an argument. I'm so sorry if I'm stepping on your toes. And, and somebody said, you've been standing on my toes. I'm so sorry. But we literally had to have a direction from um, a celestial being. Say, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing into the sky? What? Oh, the same Jesus will come back. Like you've seen him go up. But go do what he told you. Notice what he told you is not behind you. Was he, what he told you is on your mind. Go do what he told you. So when we went to the upper room, we tarried for a change of ministry. The Christ we knew, the one and only Christ, we knew could only minister with us but he said and shall be in you he said whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him because he's with you and shall be he's shout it out loud and shall be in you notice in other words i'm not leaving you without the aid of heaven or the frequency of God. I'm going to send you the spirit of almighty God to continue my ministry through your life. I'm going to send you the spirit of God to continue my ministry through you. So we went into the upper room and we tarried waiting in harmony through prayer and in harmony through um, tarrying with God until the almighty Holy Spirit moved into the earth at the opportune moment of time to empower the birth of a new church with authority, dominion, and power the likes of which no previous generation has ever seen. And you've been part of the pre-denominational body of believers ever since. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. You getting anything out of that? You getting anything out of that? So we went to the upper room. We fixed the thing with Matthias. And when the Holy Spirit came and Peter got up or Kephas got up. And he began to preach. He went through the allegory, the analogies of David, prophetic words. And he talked about the patriarch David. And he said, David was never ascended into heaven. 
David was not rescued from being in hell or in Hades. He, he said his sepulcher is here. And he wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer. And he said by the Holy Ghost, the Lord said to my Lord, sit down on my right hand till I make your enemies, enemies your footstool. So Christ through the victory of the cross linked us to the upper room's empowerment of the church. How many of us know that we have greater power than the devil and the world put together? How many believe today that the name above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow to things in heaven and earth and under the earth? Glory be to God. And there's no other name under heaven whereby men should be saved or healed or delivered or made whole. The answer of all problems come because of the finished work of Christ. And the frequency of God or the connection the church has with the Father enables the Almighty Holy Spirit to perform in our lives the things that are true and real because they're the word things. They're, they're the Lord's things. Well, you getting anything out of that? Glory to God. I said glory to God. And, and then he talks about the Lord you've taken and with wicked hands you've crucified, but God has raised them up. And on the third day, and raised them from, loosed them from the what? Pangs of death. Because it was impossible that he should be holden by them. Am I quoting the words that Reverend John read? And so when you're called to the resurrection of the Lord, because he raised us together with him, didn't he? Yes. You're raised through faith in Christ and you're born from above and it's impossible for the pangs of death to hold you. So when you're born of God, this side of eternity, which is the best place to be born of God in. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. When you're born of God, this side of eternity. Glory. The pangs of death are inferior to the power of resurrection in your life. So you come out of that. You come out of that type of a tomb. The way Lazarus was called out. You come out the way Jesus came out. You come out in him. In newness of life. Having. It's impossible. For the condition of the world to hold you. It's impossible. For gravelers to bind you. It's impossible. For the chains of death. To constrict you. You're walking in the frequency of Almighty God. Resurrection and life lives on the inside of you. The quickening Holy Spirit is active in your being. Glory to God. And we're not just resurrected. We're awakened unto righteousness. 
It's not right for believers to be hurting. It's not right for believers to be defeated. It's right for believers to see the visitation of God on the ship of our life, regardless of what day it is. I said, I'm gonna say it again. It is proper for the believer to see the visitation of God in the ship of our life regardless of what kind of a day we're living in because this is the day Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.